Hello, everyone, and welcome to the June 16th, 2022 edition of Market Week in Review. I'm your host, Bei Chen Lin, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Chief Investment Strategist Eric Ristabin. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? Doing well, doing well. The Good. markets have been quite volatile yeah. and keeping everyone busy. Yep. So why don't we get started by talking about the Federal Reserve? Can you give us some insight on what they did this past week and why it was so important? Well, they, they raised interest rates by 75 basis points, and then they provided a whole host of guidance that clearly uh, the, the market is still digesting. And, and they haven't raised uh, interest rates by 75 basis points since 1994. And God, it was almost 30 years ago, which just depresses me. Um, so it's been a long time. So it, it obviously is a significant move. And, and it reiterates the tone that they've been trying to set all year, which is they view inflation as enemy number one. And they saw the print on CPI, which we talked about last week, is uh, alarmingly high. And they decided they weren't going to do the 50 they were originally planning. They were going to do 75, trying to send a signal to the market that they were really going after inflation or after inflation really hard. Now, the thing is, they also projected, right? And right now, they're projecting that the by the end of the year, we're going to be about 3.375 in terms of the overnight rate at the end of the year. And they think restrictive monetary policy is between three and three and a half. So what they're saying is they think they can get interest rates up by the end of this year uh, at a level that that's actually going to be a, a pretty significant restriction to the U.S. economy. And, and I think people are now beginning to do what you think you would think they would do. They're beginning to really start being able to process what is the recession risk around that. And so the Fed isn't the only one that's been acting this week. We also had the Bank of England, the ECB. Can you shed some light on what they did? Yeah. Well, first of all, the, the U.S. is expected to raise, you know, interest rates 14 plus times at 25 basis points, whatever configuration that comes in. Three other central banks are also expected to do double digit in, uh, rate increases. The Bank of Canada, uh, the Reserve Bank of Australia, the, the, the Bank of England and the, EC, and, and the ECB is coming in at seven. So they're not quite there, but, you know, you've got a lot of company in this monetary cycle. So it's not just the U.S. Um, this week, the Bank of England raised again. Uh, that's the fifth raise in five straight meetings. Um, so they've been pretty consistent. More notable news maybe came out of the European community where the ECB had an emergency meeting um, to, to, to address potential fragmentation. For those of us that were around a decade ago and, and looked at all the difficulties in Europe, um, we talked a lot about peripheral credit uh, uh, nations. And we're talking about Italy, Portugal, Spain, um, you know, all of, and Greece, we, we, you know, those countries saw their rate, uh, interest rates rise pretty dramatically. And, and there's, you know, the, the Fed or the ECB is very concerned about the spread between, say, your, uh, the German, you know, 10-year bond rate and the Italian 10-year bond rate. And they've, they've put in place a mechanism to, well, effectively buy Italian, uh, Portuguese, Greek, and Spanish bonds to keep that spread lower um, so we don't kind of revisit that, that bifurcation in Europe that we saw uh, a decade ago. So that, I think that's a notable news, and it's clearly showing that you're beginning to see financial stress, not just in the United States, but kind of across the world. So speaking of financial stress, you know, the word recession seems to be on a lot of people's mind. What are your thoughts around that? 
Yeah, and it, well, first of all, it should be on people's minds, right? You've, you've got a Federal Reserve now that is fully dedicated, and other central banks, fully dedicated. Now, we talk a lot about the U.S. and a lot about the Fed. There's lots of reasons, but one reason is we tend to be an exporter of recessions. So, uh, so you know, I think that's you know, nothing to be proud of, but that, that has been the tendency of late. And we're farther in the economic cycle than anyone else. So we're probably the most vulnerable to recession, and we have a Federal Reserve that's even more active in addressing inflation than the rest of the world, although they're active as well. So really what they're doing is they're trying to adjust inflation by hitting the demand function, right? Well, how do you reduce demand? Well, you lower economic growth. They've actually lowered their economic growth expectation this year to 1.7%. So they're marking it down to kind of trend growth at this point. And, and what they're really, I think, saying in, in a lot of different ways, they're willing to sacrifice the U.S. economy in terms of a recession in order to get control over uh, inflation. And, and I think they're making that clear and the market is processing that. That, that sounds very dire and, and very sinister and, and something we all should be concerned about. I think, though, it's helpful to think about this in context. The S&P 500 is already down 24% from its January 3rd high. Um, so we are well into bear market territory at this point. The average drop in a recession is around 35 base, uh, 35%. So we're, we've got a lot of, we, we, we probably have a mild recession already built into market expectations. Uh, I think the question for investors is how much more is there to go? When will the recession occur? Because if it doesn't happen relatively soon, and we don't think it will, there's every chance that you're going to see what are typically, typical in this kind of environment, bear market rallies. And so we're telling clients to remain at policy because the, you don't want to expose yourself to the behavioral mistakes of chasing a bear market rally um, and, and buying in kind of towards the end only to see it roll over again. So there's a lot of volatility in these kinds of markets. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. The Fed doesn't. I think they've said they don't really know what's going to happen. Um, when you don't know what's going to happen, stick with your plan. Exactly. Stay disciplined. That's so important. Those are great words of advice, Eric. Thank you so much for stopping by. And to our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.